the Breaking Barriers podcast, your weekly conversation about changing the narrative for boys and young men of color in Buffalo, New York. Here's your host, Daniel Robertson. Hello and welcome back to the Breaking Barriers podcast. I am your host, Daniel Robertson. We have a special show today. I'm joined with two phenomenal young men that are doing some great work in the city of Buffalo. Um, just want to give a special shout out to the Greater Buffalo Racial Equity Roundtable, Say Yes Buffalo, and of course, the Breaking, Breaking Barriers Youth Leadership Council, which I'm joined here today with Sean Collins, one of our young men that sits on our council. Uh, he graduated in January and is now serving as a peer mentor for some of the other young men, so uh, shift up. To to, uh, to that young man, and also a gentleman that I had the opportunity to actually meet uh, a couple months ago, had been hearing about some of the things that he's been doing, and we finally connected. He's actually going to be doing a, uh, a session with our young men in, uh, in the coming weeks. Um, that gentleman's name is Amy Mukinde. And uh, before I uh, actually get kind of get started with him and, he, and we get a chance to hear about all the great things that he's doing, I actually want to give Sean the opportunity to kind of talk about what he's been doing since the last time he was actually on a podcast. And Sean, from my understanding, you've actually taken uh, a couple trips over the last couple months. Uh, yeah, um, since the last podcast, I've been opened up to many opportunities with Breaking Barriers and other groups such as a trip to Albany with a session with Dr. Alfonso, teaching us basically like what we can do to benefit our others or what we can do to benefit others like now, as of right now, and like programs that we can be into to help us. And I've been to Oakland, California with President Barack Obama. NBK, big shout out right there, man. That was big time, Sean. Yeah, uh, other African-American role models such as Steph Curry, John Legend, and other people coming in and talk to us about how we can succeed and we don't have to wait for it no longer. Yeah, that was big, man. Ryan Cooler was there, Michael B. Jordan. That was uh, an amazing event. I can't wait for them to do it again. Um, so Sean, I appreciate you sharing that. I hope you took a lot from it because it was truly amazing to be in that space with uh, President Barack Obama and just uh, being able to absorb everything, all the gems he dropped on us uh, during that during that great event. All right, I'm gonna shift over to the uh, the, the shift up master himself, Mr. Uh, Sir Amazing. All right, we have him in the building today, and uh, based on the Facebook page, I see that he's a talk show host, connector, and uh, he's gonna bless us with his personality on the mic. And I heard he rocked the mic a little bit. You know, he said he just kind of play around with it, not really an artist, but I I've seen him in, in action, so I know it's a, a little passion there. So, hey, mate, uh, welcome to the show, and man, we uh, look forward to hearing about everything that you got going on, man. No, man. And thanks for having me. Honestly, uh, appreciate the opportunity just to, to speak with y'all and break bread with y'all. And to be honest, I mean, Sean really, I mean, I'm 17, 18 years old. You got to kick it with Obama, John Legend, Steph Curry, Michael B. Jordan, Ryan Cool. I'm trying to be like you. Baby. <laughs> hey, we're shifting up. Uh, so, hey, man. Uh, first, when we uh, we sat down and talked a couple months ago, man, I didn't get a chance to ask you, but I was always curious about what your name actually meant. So, uh, give us a little background on what your name means, where you came from, and you know why you do what you do. Um, well, start with my name. Uh, Aime means the loved one. Um, it's French, and uh, I am a junior in theory. Me and my father have the same name. Um, as far as where I came from, I'm from I'm from Buffalo. I'm from the area. Um, and honestly, 
you know, we here to serve. I think some of the conversation that we had when we met a couple months ago was understanding what our roles is as human beings, and that's what I'm here for. I'm here to, to serve others and to help, and that's really the whole mindset, the whole goal. That's what really propels everything. That's dope, man. Shift up. So uh, I keep saying shift up, man, because I got to you up, man. I love it. I love the plugs. Keep plugging. We need that. Every time I see you on social media, it's always shift up. So can you talk about uh, what the shift is? And I know you brought some of the shift crew, man. Just what's going on with the shift? Well, the shift to really to break it down. So aside from what what the uh, what the show is, what the concept is, the shift is us right here at this table. The shift is us doing this podcast. The shift is every organization that you work with. Um, you know, the shift is when you decide to be uh, an individual and go on a limb and follow your dream or follow your purpose. And the shift is every human being on this planet. It's just, and the shift up is that uphill battle, that struggle, the day-to-day growth. Um, so that's really what the shift is. Uh, what was the... Uh the concept behind the shit. Why you started? Um, I have a news background. Broadcasting is what I went to school for. And I just got tired of the idea that we can feed people negative energy consistently. If you look around, every city, every place in the world deals with violence um, and all the negative things that you know you can see on the news on any channel. But what about the positive? What about the people that are actually in the community doing great things? What about the people that are actually putting their their livelihood on the line to help and to make things better. Um, people really chasing their dreams and people achieving those dreams that they've been chasing. And that was the biggest inspiration is just, you know, inspiring, educating, and motivating the youth of our city, especially to know that, you know, whatever you want to do, you can do. It's not just a cliche. Um, it just takes steps along that shift up in order to get there. So, hey, man, you know, a lot of times on the on a, on a Breaking Barriers podcast, we talk about issues and challenges that young men face. And, Sean, you've been here during some of those conversations. But you bring up, uh, I, I was intrigued by it before when you talked about you had a background in news and reporting and producing and things of that such. And I know that had to be somewhat challenging to be a person of color, to be in that space. Because a lot of times, you know, we talk about narrative change all the time. And what gets what what is always put out in the media in regards to the boys and young men of color tends to always be negative so how how did you deal with instances where that narrative was kind of being put out there you had to maybe be forced to cover stories that uh you know kind of hit to the core of who you are as an individual and your people it's it's so funny that you Ask that question. So I remember distinctively, it was summer 2015. I think his name is Joe Machio, whoever it is, like the councilman over like in the Perry Projects. The tape had just released. He said the N word like eight times. And I remember having to interview him multiple times. And basically, I kind of lost it. I lost my cool. I kind of went at him because he tried to tell me, or oh, I grew up around black people in the 60s and so on and so forth. So I'm like, yo. What's your excuse for saying the N-word then in 2015? Like, that makes me even more angry like that. And in that situation is when I knew, like, uh, part of being in news, you have to maintain professionalism. And one of the beautiful things about going to the, uh, it was the Black Journalist Awards a few months ago with uh, Jerika Duncan and Claudine Ewing and Al Waters and just tons of great broadcast and journalists in, from the area in the Buffalo uh, spectrum. And one thing that really stuck with me, and I look back in retrospect, is Alvaro said, you know, being a reporter, I have to bite my tongue in those situations. And that's kind of what that what comes with that business. Um, and as far as the narrative, 
I feel like the narrative is controlled by people that don't look like us and that's why it can be that narrative and that's one of the biggest things that drives the shift because it's like you know I have a great team with me who who tell me when I'm wrong tell me when it's good and, and will support and criticize me to both equally and, and that's part of our vision is to you know show the positivity in every person because I read a book a few months ago um, trying to think what it's called How to Play the Game of Life and the biggest thing I took away from that book was not to be in a religious standpoint but there's God in everybody which means there's good in everybody so yeah every person that might have done something wrong in this life still has a piece of God in them because we were made in his image so that's kind of the, the viewpoint that I look at things from alright dope. Um, I, my mind is going out because uh, I just left the community foundation and I'm a part of a, uh, a selection committee for this big awards uh, ceremony that, that they're going to have in September and we just went through a racial equity training and uh, part, during part of the training uh, the facilitator put on the screen a image, two images from Hurricane Katrina right mm. and one of them was an image of an African American male in the water tugging a black bag with you know, probably food and contents in it, right? And then on the, the second picture was uh, represented two white, uh, well, a white female and a white male basically carrying almost an, identi an identical bag to what the young man was carrying, right? But the way it was per uh, perceived, well, kind of put out there in the media was that the young black male was looting, but those two white people were surviving. So, that kind of just when you talk about the work that you do that you've done in news and media man it just took me right back to that and um it's just it's a shame that even today man that we don't have control over the narratives that get, that get put out there you know what i mean mm -hmm. um sean i want you to kind of jump in dive into to this conversation uh for those that listen to the podcast on a regular basis they know that uh, usually I'm here and I'm kind of facilitating a conversation but what we've been trying to do with Breaking Barriers is bring our young people to a point where they can actually come in and be the host where I can slide out, they slide in, take the lead. So we have Sean with us today. So I know Sean had a couple questions that he actually wanted to ask you. Uh -oh. So I'm gonna let Sean kind of take us away and carry us for a little bit. And Sean, you know I got your back if you need, all right? All right, so um, I heard Daniel say you were a talk show host. Um, but I don't want to talk about that right now. I want to talk about like how you got to where you were, like all the steps from your childhood leading up to you making it there. Shift off. Shift up. up. That's a great question, right? Um, I always wanted to be a talk show host. That was a passion of mine when I was when I was a kid to tell a story. Um, it really inspired me when I think about it in retrospect. I was four years old. It's in my grandfather's scholarship event, and uh, he's talking to people. And I walk up to him. I snatch the mic out of his hand. I go on stage and I sing, "I believe I can fly." And the whole place is like, "Oh my gosh!" Um, so that type of feeling of having a microphone, uh, it just came natural. And then between my grandfather and my dad, they both always were like the camcorder type of people. So it just it just kind of fell into place. And to be honest, my, my background was more within sports. And it's crazy that you asked me that question because I was actually reviewing some of my play-by-play -play stuff from back when I was in college. And it was just like, 
it was pretty amazing. You like that plug, right? <laughs> shift to, up. To, you know what I'm saying? Shift up, shift up to just think and be like, you know, how did I get to that spot? I don't know. He just kind of put me in a position where um, after I took a step back from broadcasting, took a couple years off from news, because the other thing with news is when you first start, you don't really get, you're not really getting paid a lot. So you really got to love, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you got to love what you're doing. And part of it was just, I'm like, nah, I feel like I'm, I'm worth more than that. And that's not a, I didn't love it. I'm not trying to be outside in Buffalo winters with a microphone just covering the story because that's my job. Um, so a part of it was also putting pressure on myself. You know, I'm the oldest. Um, I was the president of my class in high school. So it was like, there was always a high expectation for me. And I felt like with the shift, it was a way for me to achieve my dream, but also a way for me to help the same way that y'all do with breaking barriers, you know what I mean? And giving a platform to our youngsters and giving y'all just the encouragement. Um, and like, I'm even, I'm gonna circle back to a question you asked me a minute ago, Daniel. Like, how I look at the shift and what I wanted to do for people is, when we all were small kids, we all liked to doodle and draw stick figures, right? So if you love drawing stick figures, you love that feeling of somebody saying, oh my gosh, that's a great picture. And that encourages you to draw a second picture. Now you may love drawing stick figures more, or you may only draw two pictures, but the point is everybody deserves the opportunity to have that encouragement to draw a second picture. So, well, uh, did you have any obstacles growing up? Like anybody doubting you saying, that's not, you'll never get there, or that's not a real dream, you should shoot for something else? I think doubters are inevitable, but, for every doubter, there was a bunch of people around me that also encouraged me. Um, that's a blessing of the foundation from, from both my parents. Um, and that's just a blessing from the village. So like there's people that just looked out for me, my mom coming up that really made all the difference in the world. But yeah, there was, there was a few, there was a few people who, you know, I got called, I got teased, I got called ugly, I got big lips, you know, I'm African, so I got, Isolated in a lot of ways, but I can't even I can't even go back to that place of mind to even focus on that negativity to even answer your question properly. Um, but I think with every whatever you do, there's always going to be somebody that doubts you. But you just got to understand that the only person that's going to stop you from doing what you want to do is yourself. That person in the mirror. All right. Um, I see that when I looked up your um your Facebook and did some background research that. Most of your stuff is based around it's teen, teens and like young adults. Can you tell me more about that? Like, what is it? Like, what do you do? So, I do a few different things and really just trying to, like those three words you use, inspire, educate, and motivate. So, I wanna, inspire teens by giving encouragement, by just being that person with a camera or being that person that says, yo, you could come on my show and perform your song. You know what I mean? Like, that's a great feeling because when you get the opportunity to perform a song, you didn't realize like, okay, I really love this or nah, I don't really like the lights and camera action. Then another perspective is just, man, don't ever get it twisted. You can learn something from other people. Like, so by being around teens, I'm always learning. I'm learning better ways to be a better version of myself, better ways to communicate, better ways to understand, better ways to look at things from a different perspective. I feel like your generation, this this era of teens is like the most 
intellectual and powerful era of, of American history because the information age is so different. Now, some of y'all may not know some historical things that old heads will look at you like, whoa, but your viewpoints on a lot of different things is, is well advanced your age. And um, I say it is just, it's not me doing more for teens, it's more what teens are doing for me in the learning process. Sean, can I jump in real quick? Yes, just you make can. a comment. Um, I love what you said just now because uh, the, the two words that I just took away from that was were platform and laboratory. And I say that because you're providing them a platform, much like Breaking Barriers is for our young people, for, so that young people can express themselves and voice uh, how they feel about certain things, but also a laboratory where they can go and work on their craft and experiment while also learning from other people. So um, shift up on that, man. Shift up, so, shift up. Yo, keep the plugs coming. I'm loving it. Yeah. Shift up, appreciate it. Home, man. Appreciate that. What else you got for me, Sean? Well, <laughs> since we're using the word shift up, uh -oh. um, I see, or well now, like that you are giving these kids a platform, it's like, that's like a great thing that we need more in our community as in like most kids they don't have that outlet or that plug we can go to that can get us to that next step are you or like not yourself but like personally like helping these kids get to that next level of where they want to be um i think you would have to ask some of the people that we work with personally um, the blessing is we got some members of the crew here today, so we have a youngster who wants to get in front of a camera and be a host, who's somebody that we gonna work with. Um, and it's crazy that you ask, like, how, so I gotta bring this up. So before I walked in, I was like a little disheveled because I just got a call from somebody and there's a kid that not only helps on with the shift, but it was somebody that I just was approached to like mentor in a way. And basically I just got a call to saying the kid ran away. And I was just trying to figure out, like, he's not answering the phone for his mom. Um, the good thing is some of the other work I do, I, I could try and get in connection with some of the other kids that he's around and go to his school. So it's like, I don't even know how to answer that question because there's so many ways to help. You know what I mean? And, uh, and I'm just here to, to try and help and solve some of these issues that a lot of people don't have the answers to. And some people never get the answers to. Some people are 60 years old and they still look lost. They still lost in their mind. They still focus on some of the most smallest things that don't even matter in the grand spectrum of life. So um, I feel like you should answer, ask me that question one more time though. I'm loud, I just lost myself. Um, that's, what did I say? Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll jump in here. Um, so, hey man, I know you, you got the shift. I know you have your foundation. Um, I think Sean, what Sean was kind of kind of alluding to was that um, since you do provide a platform for young people, um, I know you work with young people. I guess Sean was looking for, how do you think the work that you're doing is actually impacting young people? Mm. Right, Sean? Yeah. Okay. Soldier has your back, man. Okay, yeah. boom, boom. That's perfect right there. That's, that's three kings sitting at the table. Um, how is it helping? Honestly, I feel like you gotta, you have to ask them individually. Um, I spoke to a group of teens maybe a month and a half ago. And one of the teens that was in there was somebody that was actually part of the shifting crew. She worked with us probably like three or four episodes last year. And I asked her, you know, I'm like, I can't pitch to your peers. You have to pitch to your peers. And she said what she loved about being on the set of the shift was the energy, the vibe. It was just something different. She just felt different with, with the music and just the, the group of people being there. So how do I personally help teens? 
I mean, for me, it's just, it might be sending them a YouTube clip. It might be just checking on them. You know what I mean? That's the impact that I'm making on, on a day-to-day -day basis. Once we connect and I'm saying I'm a resource, like if you hit me up, I'm going to hit you back. Like I'm going to follow up. I'm going to check on you, see how school is going, see how I can help you. You know, sometimes people hit me like, you know, so-and-so, I got an issue with a friend, blah, blah. I'm like, you got to keep focused. Some, that might just be somebody that's not understanding where you're at right now. Or it might just be a sign that you go into a different spot and lions only hang with lions, iron sharpest iron, and maybe not up to par. Um, so as far as the impact goes, I would say on the basis of being a resource and being somebody that like that meme, you know what they say, be who you always needed or whatever, like being that consistent and, and it's a twofold. Like I, I don't, I can only say this so many times, it's like they make an impact on me. You know, and that, that pressure on me forces me to have to live up to being Surrey Amazing. And that's that's us helping each other. Because if I'm Surrey Amazing, I'm living up, I'm being the role model they looked at me as. And then they also are putting the pressure on me for me to live up to that person that I'm claiming to be. Man, I'm, and I'm going to follow up and shift up on that response too because, uh, Sean, you're a young person, right? Yeah. Uh, and see, you're one of the young people that myself, PT, and all those other mentors that we wind up having in the space on Saturdays, you see us, right? Yes. And a lot of times as a mentor or a person that works with other young, young men especially, you may not ever see or realize the impact that you had on that person until maybe 10, 15 years later when they come to you and say, you know, that day that you sat me down and we talked about this or that day that you showed me this, it really helped me. And that's when you get the, 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 uh, I don't, clarification is not the word I want, that I wanna use right now, but you, uh, you get the sense that you actually had an impact on a young person when they come to you or you see them replicating what you did for them for somebody else. That's when I think you you know you truly had impact, and I and I know we have an impact right now because the shift crew was here and they actually brought one of their youngsters, and I heard before we even started the podcast, one of the crew members saying to the youngster, "Watch how they transition, watch how they do this, watch how they how they do that." So by them just being in space and observing, they're take they're gonna be able to take something back from just us doing this podcast. And you, I mean, you're getting, this is a, you're getting something from this too. So next time that you come on and host the show, you'll be even more comfortable sitting down and talking to whoever that we have on the podcast. Yes, sir. Shift up. Shift up. Shift up. <laughs> what, you, what else you got? All right, last question. Um, oh, don't be afraid to ask Sean some questions too. Okay. We like to hear Sean's voice okay. too. All right, but this is like a two-point question. Um, what made you aim at teens? for your group and what you're doing and do you have a website or something that a teen can get to to reach out to you to get to that platform okay so basically you just gave plug time right so um you can find us on instagram at the shift and crew at the shift and crew on twitter as well at the shift and crew on youtube um you can catch episodes on scovutv.com um you can catch us on spectrum cable in the city of buffalo on wednesdays Thursdays and Saturday so those are ways you can uh, interact with the shift but if you hit us up on Instagram that's the best way to contact and we can get in contact with you uh, on there um, and then what was the other question the first question actually um, what made you aim what you want to do to kids and uh, what inspired you to do it to kind of like focus in on working with young people yes I'm gonna get on my soapbox Please do, man. I'm gonna get on my soapbox real quick. They need to hear it, hey, man. I got a little brother, and um, 
people will tell you you do great things and um, oh you do this and you help out this and you're a great person and when you have a little brother and you're his male role model and some of the decisions he makes don't align with what you know is right and what he knows is right and what you felt like or you thought that you were doing during those same years it kind of it kind of shell shocks you so um, that's what made me want to be more involved with teens and um, I don't know like my little brother is 17 years old and I have a nephew so I take that very personal so that means that somehow how I was acting at 16 17 18 impacted him to the point that he was going to be that reckless with himself not even to say it in that term but that's how I view it and it's like looking myself in the mirror and saying what can I do how can I increase some things how can I help to make sure that a young man understands like when you court a young lady if you open the door for her if you treat her respectfully then she has no choice but to fall in line and treat you disrespectfully you know what I'm saying it's, it's like little things so um, I look at like I, like I said I think that the, the age group of teens right now and the way information is released and even 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 younger than teens we're talking middle school we're talking even some 10 year olds out here so advanced and with so much knowledge the potential of our future is so high and the era that we're in when we got the different organizations that go on throughout buffalo like right now it's cruise control media we talking about breaking barriers like there are so many different groups out here that are doing great things and all we need to do is just connect as one and also uplift our team so that they can take it to that next level. So um, that's really what it comes down to. So I want to jump in here real quick because you talk about being a role model to your younger brother and your nephew. And during our last podcast, we talked a lot about fatherhood and the lack of what, what tends to happen to boys and young men of color when they don't have that male father figure or positive role model kind of coming up. So. I don't want to assume, but I'm thinking because you said your young brother's looking up to you that maybe he didn't have that positive male male, male figure at home coming up. So uh, if that was the case, can you kind of expand upon that a little bit? Can we go Can we go there a little? We can go there. Okay. Um, so like I mentioned, I have a relationship with my pops and I didn't grow up with my dad in the house, but he was a phone call away. I went on trips to go see him, so we had some relationship that has grown much more in adulthood than what it was when we were when I was a child. Um, so my situation was my mom, me, and my brother, and you got to do what you got to do. Sometimes that's how it is. And although I was obviously still learning, because we all learn how to be a man, um, you kind of don't have a choice sometimes. Sometimes it's like people look to be a victim. And that's why we talk about, you know, having a positive mental attitude, looking yourself in the mirror, understanding that you control everything that's in your destiny. So for us as black men, it's, it's to me, it's easy. It's weak to use that as an excuse to not do the right things all the time. We talk about media and how somebody is and how we are perpetuated and perceived. Why would you want to fulfill that role? Yes, my reality is I do have to wear a button up and tuck my shirt in because if I walk down the street in a hoodie, I'm going to be viewed differently. But so what? Wear a button up. There's a reason. There's a style. There's a gentleman. Shout out to Organic Gentleman. Shout out to um, the Gent Lifestyle. Shout out to those brothers as well. 
there's a reason why these things are in place. And I don't know. I don't know if I'm answering that right, but that's just how I view it. And it's like when you when you thrust into that role, you know, some people just try to run from it. You you, you can't run from it. So that's what that was part of my growth as far as like probably 19 to to now even still learning a lot of different things but as far as growing as a man and understanding like there's just a way that you have to carry yourself and you choose the path that you want to walk you know what i mean like uh i'm trying to think what is his name is it robert frost two dive two dive orange roads roads it's an old poem right you choose the road it's, it's in every aspect you know what i mean so yeah, we all have gone through different situations. You can't measure anybody's pain. You can't say, oh, this I was worse off than this. Da, da, da. No, all you can do is look at yourself and see how you can evaluate, learn, develop, and grow. And if you choose not to grow, then you will stay where you're at. And what I take away from what you just said is basically that we as young men of color, we have to stop allowing our circumstances and environments be excuses as to why we may not get to places that we know we can get to. You you have a choice, you have a decision. There are avenues that you can take, there are roads that you can take. And sometimes they're, they're difficult to navigate and they take a little, it may take you a little longer to get to where you wanna be or where you thought you should be, but uh, that's when you have to utilize the people and the resources around you to actually help you get there and not allow yourself to slip. Always shifting up, right? Yeah. Um, I, I think we got a few minutes left on the podcast. What I wanna do is, uh, allow you to actually uh, just if it's a positive message that you want to put out there that you haven't been able, been able to convey already just go ahead and do that and also Sean I want you to kind of just put something out there too for the uh, for those young men on the council and anybody else that's kind of listening to the podcast that um, you know just bring some positive positivity into the mic um, I don't have any other message I feel like I, I preach enough <laughs> but, but I do want to shout out my brother Ace AC Outsider and Pierce. Um, co-host, right? Yes, co-host, partner. Um, the shift wouldn't exist without Ace. You mentioned something just now that really registered when we talk about timing, right? And you asked me, you know, how did you get to this point? There's plenty of times where I may have had situations where you just need somebody. Some, like, we all need somebody. We all need help in a lot of ways. And, you know, Ace has been there for me and just kind of reminded reminded me and reminded us why we're doing what we're doing on the shift up. So um, I just wanted to shout out my brother Ace. Sean? Well, it's not a lot to say, but uh, shout out Amy for what you're doing to keep going. And for all the teens out there who need that that next step or want to get to the next step, you got to reach out to some people and you, it's nothing negative that can happen just from reaching out. Only positive can come from it. Now, before we close out, Sean, I want to big you up, man. Uh, I was having a conversation with PT earlier, and uh, you might get mad at me for this, but uh, Sean, we've seen growth in you just since you've been involved with Breaking Barriers, and a little conversation me and PT had earlier was just, uh, he was talking about how he had a conversation with your mom the other day, and your mom basically said, I don't know what, what's going on with Sean, but I don't even recognize my son anymore. So, Sean, man, you, you've been shifting up, man. So keep it up, man. Thank you. It's a beautiful thing. You hang around with the right people. That's what it is. Lions hang with lions. Iron sharpens iron. You know, you can see that you're a very intuitive young man. And everything that you want to do, you're going to be able to do. And you got the right people around you to lead you to that, lead you to that destination. So appreciate you. Thank you. Without. All right, we'll check y'all out next time on the Breaking Barriers podcast. Again, shout out to Say Yes Buffalo, Breaking Barriers, Shift Up Crew. Um, 
And, and to all the listeners out there, uh, keep following us on uh, social media, and you can find the podcast on a, a couple different uh, platforms: Stitcher, iHeartRadio, of course, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Stitcher. I think I said Stitcher twice. <laughs> I did. All right, peace and love. We out.